This is your Week in Gaming, episode 12, recorded for the 7th of July, 2023, to bring you all the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, myself and Sam hold down the fort with all the news as we bid farewell to Richard and Chris. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 12 of your Week in Gaming, and uh, a much emptier episode this week, as uh, you're only going to be hearing two voices. I'm here with my other co-host, Samantha. Hello, everyone. I'm currently dying, but that's okay. As you can hear, she is down with the sickness. I'm committed Um, to the cause. (laughs) 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 Cannot believe you actually went there, but you also continued, so I'm incredibly grateful for that. Hello. just, just to give people a little bit of a heads up. Uh, so Chris, you know, well, with some changes to the other uh, podcast, Chris unfortunately has to step away uh, due to other commitments. And then sadly, Richard, after many, many years in podcasting and radio, has decided to hang up the, the headset for, for good, I think, this time. I don't think it'll be the last time we hear from him. Maybe we'll get him on one day in the near future. But uh, Richard, for everything that you've taught me in, in podcasting from our days back in NAG um, and IGN and uh, from also all your stuff at, uh, in, in radio, I just want to say thank you very, very, very much um, for that. Your, your, your presence will definitely be missed. Bro, he's not dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> just relax. <laughs> it's, it's a sad time. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you know what, Richard, we'll, we'll see you soon and on the other uh, farms, farming, definitely. Listen, Sam. I will say, on, from my perspective, weak. That's, that's where I'm coming in from. <laughs> Y'all suck, but that's okay. The cool co-host is sticking around. I'm like in the middle of moving. I'm half dying, but I'm here and I'm ready to bring the news. You know what? The cool podcasters are still here, folks. Not to worry. <laughs> now the now now the real podcast can start, right? <laughs> we we can start getting like guests. We can make it absolutely fire. It's gonna be dope. It sounds like fun. Gaming news now in Larian Studios has come out in a recent update to their game Baldur's Gate Three that has a hundred and seventy four hours worth of cutscene in it. To put that into a little bit of perspective, this is double the time of every season of Game of Thrones combined. Granted, you probably won't see. All of that in a single playthrough due to choices you make, party members you have, and other factors. It is still incredibly impressive to see this amount of cutscene in a game. Furthermore, the game has also been brought forward to an August 3rd release date on PC. Almost a whole month before the original uh, release date for PC. But they have pushed out the PS5 uh, release by about a week. Um, with more dialogue than th- all, than three times all three Lord of the Ring book novels and the additional subclasses being added along with all other goodness, they are poising themselves well for one of the most anticipated games of the year. Thoughts? First thought, PC Master Race, clearly. Um, clearly. <laughs> second thought, and, and you and I had this conversation, and I know that we disagree on this, but like 174 mm. hours excessive like i understand you want to make it immersive you want to make it interactive you want everybody to have like a a really cool feeling as they're playing the game and so when every line is being read to you it's pretty dope but i still feel like to that extent is just nuts and i also like okay so this has nothing to do with me as a player because what do i care but as like a dev the amount of money that they must have thrown just at like because you, you would have to pay the script writers either way, but like voice actors, you know, to add that. I mean, did, I, th- I think you said that they also had voice actors for all of the animals. 
<laughs> or was that a previous game? I can't remember. But either way, like it's it's just it's so mind-bogglingly extra. That's that's where I sit on that one. But the game itself looks pretty good, so. Yeah, I mean, they've had about 3 I think it I think the article mentioned 4 million players playing the early access already, and they have paid full price for this game. All Okay, but $60. hasn't it been in early access for like 3 years? <laughs> to, to be fair, whilst it's been in early access, if you go on their store page, you they tell you that listen, you're going to be paying full price for this thing. You know, from the get-go, they have spoken about upgrades in terms of the uh, the game and everything for these people that have actually backed it. But they were pretty straight up and honest about, look, you're going to be playing a game. It's in early access. It's going to be buggy. We're going to be releasing things, but we're going to be using your data and your input from the entire community to make the game better and take people's, you, you know, their input. And they... They have listened. I mean, they have a very good base to go on, which is from the Divinity Original Sin 2. So taking from a very successful game, applying the same mechanics, but now just in the the Baldur's Gate universe, mm-hmm. with the investment from Wizards and, and Hasbro, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this. I mean, I've already played the early access. There was only Act 1. I've played it about... I've never finished the Act 1 because I know that... If I finish it, when the game fully releases, it means, oh man, I've got to play through the whole Act 1 again. But I've only played through it about twice, you know, bits and pieces, just to certain, you know, to differing uh, stages. But the game, when I last played, was very, very clean. It was, um, there were a lot of the races and subclasses, the um, the the spells, the combat, the, uh, the quest log, everything felt really, really flushed out. Plus, the cutscenes are really cool. I must say, like, it's very seldom that you find a game that is in early access for as long as Baldur's Gate was. Like, I can remember, I mean, even a year ago, chatting to some friends going, is that still in early access? What? Um, mm. So it is, it's quite unheard of. But you can definitely tell that they have done so with a purpose. Uh, the fact that the game is now releasing earlier than initially intended, that is almost unheard of in gaming. The most common thing that happens is, hey guys, uh, unforch, um, couple <laughs> of bugs, gotta, gotta wait another six months, you know, unlucko. The biggest example I can think of is a World of Warcraft expansion that I think they pushed back for about two or three months uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years back. I think it was Shadowlands, which, I mean, to be fair, there were a lot of problems and like community came out and they were just like, what what is this what what so it's it's far more common for devs and whatever to be like all right you know what we're just gonna give this a few more months let it let it cook and uh, we'll come back to it so for for larian to be saying hey guys uh game's actually pretty much done so we're gonna let you have it a month earlier i gotta admit that's pretty dope that's quite cool yeah the playstation 5 release has been pushed out because um, they want to make sure that it runs at 60 FPS on release date. I think they have seen what happened with, was it Redfall? And <laughs> how it was just locked at 30 FPS. And they were just like, no, they're not going to have that. So they have pushed it out for that. They really said, look, guys, it's going to be happening. We're sorry. Um, and Xbox S uh, Series X and S hasn't, uh, they said, is on the cards at some stage. But it's not going to be releasing anytime soon, which is, at least it gives some solace. But again, get yourself a PS5 or a PC. <laughs> I must say, for the, uh, the D&D-esque type gamers, uh, it's definitely one for the books. Uh, if you have been living under a rock for the past few years and you have no idea what Baldur's Gate is about. If you're a big fan of the D&D Wizards of the Coast world and uh, Forgotten Realms and all the cool stuff that comes with it, I definitely recommend checking that out. In the remake world, 
We have a, a new game that's getting a little bit of a remaster. Red Dead Redemption is apparently on its way. According to comicbook.com, a quote-unquote reputable source has claimed that rumors surrounding this remake are true and that it may be coming very soon. This project was evidently shelved last year, but the rumor mill started up again when Red Dead Redemption was found on a Korean ratings board, something which, according to comicbook.com, only happens when a publisher submits its own game ahead of release. So people have started going, hey, there's something, something's brewing there. Uh, but it seems like remakes and remasters are a hot topic these days. Uh, I don't know how I feel about so many games getting a facelift instead of just the creation of new games. I know that just, I want to say last week, last episode, I was getting really, really excited about the uh, the Croc remaster. Um, something that goes back to literally my childhood. That's like a 20-year-old game. I don't know if maybe I have some sort of bias because that's like an old game, but, you know, Red Dead is also pretty old. So, I don't know. It's not like we ha- we, we have like a shortage of new games. So I guess it's not really an issue. Yeah. I'm, this is one of those topics where I kind of sit on the fence. I I love the old games, especially if they get a remaster, you'll be able to go and play them. Uh, most recently, you know, I went and did that whole Diablo 2 playthrough and then Diablo 3. And I mean, Diablo 2 was the uh, the resurrected edition, which was cool. As long as they done right, I don't really have an issue with it. I just hope it doesn't hurt them or Rockstar at least uh, as much as the that trilogy release that they did, which was with San Andreas uh, Vice City. And I think it was GTA 3 that they like remastered. And those remasters were actually done incredibly poorly. Um, if it's done right, you know what, fine, so be it. But I think everybody's at this point of like, Rockstar, we want GTA 6. <laughs> we really want GTA 6. Please give us something to go on for GTA 6. Something tangible. Um, so, I mean, I've never played Red Dead Redemption. I played uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 on the PC. So if this comes out on PC, uh, the remaster, you know what? I'll give it a try. I enjoyed uh, Red Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, uh, I'm actually, you know, I I, I posed this question and then I think to myself, okay, but then like all of the old Harry Potter games, like the ones that are actually based on the movie. So like Philosopher's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, you know, the ones that came out on like PS1 and then eventually got ported over. You can't find those games anymore. You can go onto EA's website and they've got a bunch of like old games there. They've got like Theme Hospital and stuff like that. But you can't find the old Harry Potter games. And I used to love those games. It was actually, so I mentioned earlier that I'm busy moving and I was going through boxes and I found that I actually have the Half-Blood Prince PC game disc. So I'm installing that sometime soon and we're going to be jamming that. Uh, But if they did a remake of all of the old Harry Potter games, that would be dope that would be so cool but i think it's because it's in this like niche of it's 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 very specifically harry potter you could make brand new games but the games are based on the movie so it's like a i don't know maybe maybe i'm crazy but it feels different (laughs) yeah i enjoyed them i also enjoyed looking at square hagrid (laughs) (laughs) the square gnomes (laughs) 
it, it's the square everything. It was a ton of fun. I enjoyed the Air the Philosopher's Stone quite a bit back in the day. In case you've been living under a rock as of recently, which apparently some of us gamers do, but also don't, the Steam Summer Sale is currently on until July 13th. There are some big specials currently on, including 20% off the Steam Deck in certain countries. Some big AAA titles are also on sale. So if you have not had the chance to play something or purchase something uh, new, now is the perfect time for you to do do so and just add another game to the ever-growing list of backlog games that you have not yet played. Um, if you are one of those that wants to just complete all the game purchases on Steam, uh, may I highly recommend Hades if you haven't. Uh, that is on sale at the moment. Hogwarts Legacy, like... They didn't need another reason to make even more sales. Uh, God of Wars there. And even Cyberpunk 2077 is about 50% off. So I think that's probably linking to the fact that, hey, Phantom Liberty is coming out at some, at, uh, you know, in the very near future. Maybe this is going to, uh, you know, bang up some hype around the other uh, game again, which now is actually pretty, pretty flushed. So, Sam, have you gone and purchased any games yet to add to your backlog of games? No mega lol. Like, <laughs> I don't have money for such things. I will say that my my nerd wall is looking, oh, pristine with all the Funko Pops and fake swords and figurines and manga and so on. Uh, and this is why I don't have money for games. I will say uh, on the topic of sales, for anyone who's interested, because I am, because I spent money on this, The Sims 4 is also having a sale until the 13th of July. Now, obviously, the base game is free to play, but the expansion packs are discounted, and some of the expansion packs are as cheap as 50% off. Some of them are like 24% off, whatever. Uh, I went and got two expansion packs because I'm obsessed with The Sims, so um, there you go. That That's my Sims... Oh, not Sims. That's my summer sale uh, blowout. Um, slightly sheepish, but also, I don't care. I love The Sims. <laughs> I, uh... I went and splurged on Diablo 4 instead of purchasing anything Okay, you else. did that ages ago, though. <laughs> it, it, it feels like just the other day, and I have been enjoying every single minute I've been putting in And it's in so funny because, like, I remember this was before a podcast episode, and you were like, oh, I'm going to wait till it goes on sale, guys. Nope. And then, like, two <laughs> days later, you were like, so I bought Diablo 4. We're like, damn, that was a quick sale. She! <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when... A game and its story has hooked me like that quick. I am very quick to, you know, go and add it to cart and end up purchasing. But looking at the uh, the Steam Summer Sale, I went and actually had a look at my Steam library just to go and see what it, my library looks like before I go and even look at what is on my wish list and go and purchase anything. I have got four games listed as my favorites, right? I have got 16 games that are uncategorized. Some of those are installed, some aren't. I then have uh, a next to try out section, which has got eight games in it. I've got an unchecked humble bundle list, which consists <laughs> of about 10 games. And then I've got 262 games that are currently uninstalled. So uninstalled slash never tried slash never installed. So I'm not going to be purchasing Wait, any new games. When was the last time that you played a game on your next to try out list? I need to think. So so what you're saying is that's not an exit. That's that's the next time I run out of new games to play, try out list. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I mean, some of them date back as far back as Half-Life 2. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> that's on there. Yeah, it's 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 been a while. I'm not going to be going there anytime soon, but uh, there's other new games that are coming out. Uh, there's obviously Starfield, which I will be getting to mm -hmm. because Game Pass. Game Pass! <laughs> There's there's uh, F1 Manager 23 that's coming out. 
there's just a whole bunch of more games coming out along with Diablo. So chances are those are only going to be touched maybe 2026, I think, at this point. (laughs) Sounds about right. Uh, Hopping over from actual video game news, uh, I found this quite cool. For those of you who are in the Peter Maritzburg area, Liberty Midlands Mall is hosting a gaming festival this weekend uh, for the second year in a row with over 60,000 rands worth of prizes to be won. And for those of you in the South African esports scene know-how, if you know you know some stuff, you will recognize one of the partners for this event, uh, the African Cyber Gaming League, or ACGL. The event started yesterday, uh, and tomorrow is the last day to join in the fun. So make sure to go check it out. It's only three days, unfortunately. So if you haven't gone and checked it out yet, do so. Uh, There are going to be some pretty interesting games and activities to win prizes. For example, there's like a keyboard rebuild race sponsored by Red Dragon. So the fastest person to rebuild a uh, a keyboard will win a Red Dragon keyboard. Pretty cool. There will also be a FIFA tournament with 10,000 Rand prize, as well as a PS5 up for grabs uh, as part of the FIFA tournament, which is quite dope. So if you want to get a PS5. Uh, There will also be competitions in F1 and Tekken, as well as showings from Minecraft, Rocket League, Aim Labs, and many others. So yeah, Peter Maritzburg area, go go check it out. And this is even the first gaming expo. Uh, I think it was last month, I was in Bloemfontein for the iClix gaming expo. So it feels like expos are kind of starting to crop up a little bit more, gaining a little bit more traction. It's good to see that gaming is uh, getting a bit more light on it in the South African scene. Yeah, and I mean... If there's anybody that knows how to run an event is ACGL. Uh, Holden and the crew that they have over at ACGL do a fantastic job. They run pretty much weekly uh, events through on their website. It's actually one of the most flushed and clean websites to actually work on. Um, I actually played in a couple of Rocket League tournaments uh, with ACGL back in the day. Um, it's uh, well, at least when I was somewhat competitive back in uh, Rocket League. So if you are in the Peter, Peter Maritzburg area, definitely go check them out. Go give them some support. If Holden's around, you're not going to miss him. He's about seven and a half feet tall. <laughs> Hagrid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he, he's really tall. Go and sh- you know go and show the uh, ACGL some love. I like the fact that there's a variety of games. There's yeah. tech. There's there's fighting games. There's some sport games. There's going to be Rocket League, Minecraft. So pretty much you know catering to everyone plus a yeah. ps5 potentially available so you can go and play things like Baldur's gate 3 when it releases. Hey, when it comes out on ps5 because it was pushed back i will say with also like stuff like red bull kumite which we just had like this international tekken tournament and all of these huge players came to south africa to compete and um if i remember correctly wm actually beat the reigning world champion in the first round. So uh, I think there's going to be a lot of like hype around Tekken at the moment. So hopefully that stall is going to do well. And if you thought that you were done listening to my sniffly voice, haha, you would be (laughs) incorrect. Uh, It is time for my soon to be successes, uh, which is a bit of a misnomer this week because uh, this game has already been a success and it is somewhat of a relaunch kind of sorta. That seems to be my theme today. So this board game Kickstarter was funded in just three hours. So you know people are absolutely hyped. Uh, Cyclades. All right. So that is a Greek word. C-Y-C-L-A-D-E-S. 
All right, for anybody that wants to go find that, Cyclades is a board game that released back in 2009 and became a huge success, sporting expansion packs and providing entertainment for players all over the world. Now, this legendary edition, this is what's on Kickstarter right now, the Cyclades Legendary Edition, offers you the base game as well as all expansion packs and gives it a beautiful facelift along with updated gameplay. They've added a new god, more heroes, new creatures, and a host of other additions. So what is the game? Each player leads their faction to impose their hegemony on the Cyclades Isles in the time of a fantasy mythological Greece. Players will place bets to gain the gods' favors, hire creatures and heroes to achieve their goals. Cyclades Legendary Edition is an iconic cornerstone of the board game world that combines bidding, development, and conquest mechanics. So think Catan meets Risk with an auctioneering mechanic as well, but also Greek gods. <laughs> uh, if you're unconvinced, you could actually head over to the Kickstarter page and play the virtual demo, which will be available until the game eventually ships two backers so there is a little bit of time for that and if you've decided that this sounds like your kind of game you can get the super baseline pledge for about 60 euros which includes a physical copy of the meeple version of the game if you don't know what a meeple is if you've ever played settlers of Catan, it's got those little like orange red blue figurine things like nondescript shapes uh, that's essentially a meeple as well and then that tier will also get you all meeple related stretch goals for 100 euros, you upgrade those meeple to miniatures. And then, of course, all miniature-related stretch goals. And for 120 euros, you get all of that plus 3D buildings that you can use in your game. And I know it sounds pretty pricey. And to be fair with our currency, it is. But even your average board games cost a fortune these days. And I'm almost certain that this game will not hit local shores once it goes retail. I've backed board games on Kickstarter before, and it's definitely worth it. So if board games are your jam, if you're looking for something new, something Greek, mythology, Catan, Risk, uh, if it checks all of those boxes for you, definitely go check it out. As you were talking about, board games are horribly expensive. I mean, I've gone and purchased, I've got two editions of Betrayal at House on the Hill, and both were about $60 also yes. so i've got normal betrayal at house on the hill and then i've got betrayal at boulder's gate uh and those are fun i mean they they've got a good cup load of props and things but there's not like miniatures or anything like that um i have also i know a friend that actually has gone out and purchased the game of throne board game which i've been able to play a couple of times in person amazing and that has got a whole bunch of things as well and that was about 70 80 80 dollars or so back you know if if I had to convert straight now. So 120 euros to get all of this stuff seems pretty on par. I mean, getting yep. it here in, in South Africa might be a bit of a challenge and it's probably going to cost a little bit more. But I mean, yeah. in general, it is, it looks like a ton of fun. I also really like Greek mythology. I'm not going to say I'm a, you know, a, somebody that knows everything about it, but <laughs> Greek mythology is super interesting. And all of these stuff, the 3D uh, miniatures and everything, they look so good. It's if, if you can and you're in the position to do so, I highly recommend it. Looks, it looks really, really cool. Also, it, guys, it looks if like you, there's so much. If you order this game and you want people to play with, hit me up because um, I really <laughs> want to play this game and I'm like super broke right now after the move. So, hey, if you need a gaming partner, I'm down. <laughs> it, it looks it looks cool. So, uh, it's, it's Cyclades. Huh? 
Cyclades yeah, Legendary Edition. I think that there's a joke in there somewhere about these nuts, but we're not going to. Oh go my <laughs> god! It's time for and, me to medicate and go to bed. <laughs> and finally, I think this is the first time I've actually ever done one of these in my podcasting career. Ooh. This week's news that nobody cares about, which I think some people will, but people have killed a lot of things <laughs> recently yeah. since release. Um, so. To date, 20 million copies of Elden Ring have been bought, and people have been killing a lot of monsters. PC Gamers reported that Elden Ring players have killed 197 billion enemies from launch until the end of May 2023. So by now, it could be probably closer to about 200 billion. To give you an idea... Of the uh, the most killed monsters, the 9.4 billion. I don't even know how to pronounce this name. Uh, Albanorix with clubs have been killed. 8.9 billion magical putrid corpuses, the the infinite ones in Raya and Lucaria's graveyard, um, have been killed. 4 billion exiled soldiers with crossbows have been killed. 3.4 billion. Albinoricus with curved swords have been killed, and three billion demi-humans with curved swords and shields have been killed. Now, for those that have actually played the game, if the uh, Albinoricus are familiar to you, it is because they are famous for that rune farming area within there. They are defenseless, but guys with the uh, the swords and stuff are slightly less defensive. But I know that we have reported on this before, but it was up until a certain stage. But I don't think it was even near this. The fact that this game, when it came out, and to date, it is still as as good as it is, and it's on sale, by the way. It's yeah. it's It's wild. I mean... To think about it, 20, 20 million copies and 197 billion enemies have been killed since its release. It's I also want to get more gaming, you know, publishers and stuff to show us stats like this, especially in things like imagine Rockstar told you, hey, how many civilians have people killed in GTA and GTA mm-hmm. Online? That would be wild to know, um, especially because people go out of their way to do that. <laughs> exactly. I mean. Imagine Blizzard telling you, hey, so since, you know, Wrath of the, you know, in Wrath of the Lich King, how many skeletons were killed or things like that, you know, to know those kind of stats. I mean, they probably have those kind of stats somewhere, but it's just, it's so wild to actually see things like this. And it also just shows you that a game like this, a Souls type game, obviously is going to attract a certain type of player, but I still think 20 million copies is, is quite a bit. And it has been super successful. Okay. So, for perspective. Okay. So, imagine that about a third of the population of South Africa, right? Approximately, went out and massacred the entire population of the earth 109 times. That is how many <laughs> things have been killed in Elden Ring. That is, is what. And again, that is only up until May. So, I mean, we're, we're recording in July. It's. Oh man, I, it it blows my mind. It, it stats like this are super interesting. It also just shows you how grindy people are willing to get to get runes and things like that. 197 billion is a number that is very unfathomable <laughs> at at times. I'm gonna quickly do the math to try and work out how many kills that is to date because the game released on the 25th of February 2022. Yeah, what uh, was what was that that word we discovered a few episodes back? A hexaflop or a or a Deca Omega flop or 
uh, Optimus uh, Prime flop, <laughs> whatever uh, uh, the hell it was. Uh, uh, f- yeah, uh, yep. uh, that that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 Optimus Prime flop. It's one of those numbers that just doesn't register as a as a thing to me. Like somebody tells me 109 billion or whatever, and I go, okay. <laughs> they just that's why i had to google and i'm like 109 million like surely there's a there's a country that has like close to that many people living in it right like no no not even no like the 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 population of earth could fit into 197 billion 109 times it it is an obscene number so uh well done gamers go you to give you an idea all right doing quick math all right since its release, right, it's 460 days, right, up until the end of May when these stats are. 197 billion monsters have been killed. That is almost 430 million creatures killed a day. That's wild. I mean, if you want to go and break it down per hour and things, you, I mean, you guys can go and do that math. I'm not, but just <laughs> no, thanks. F- close to 430 million creatures killed. Gamers, when you guys like a game... You really like the game. Yeah, love to see it. Well done, gaming community. And it makes me wonder, imagine if we could put all of that effort and channel it into something good. But no, we slay monsters. Which in, in its right is a good thing. <laughs> and you know what? Rather monsters than the Earth 109 times. This is true. <laughs> Mostly because I am on the Earth and I don't want to get killed 109 times. So uh, yeah, go off, kings. Go and do your slaying. Well, that about rounds up our news in gaming this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 12 of your week in gaming. And a shout out to our friends over at Esports Central for partnering with us again on this podcast. You can find us on Twitter at YWIG Podcast and by email at yourweekingamingpodcast at gmail.com. I am Andrew and you can find me on Twitter at my name is Pengu. I'm Sam. You can find me slowly dying um but also on twitter at nari mizuki and hopefully at the doctor very soon yeah very likely our next episode will be out on friday 14 july 2023 at 7 a.m gmt plus two and across all major podcast platforms we'll see you next week bye bye